Tech Writer Worldwide. It's the High Tech Podcast in plain English with an hour's worth of news in about 20 minutes. That's because we leave out the commercials, the station breaks, the sports, and most of the jingles. Podcast number 751 for the 9th of July, 2021. This week, no matter how carefully you organize files on your computer, there's at least a small chance that someday you won't be able to find a file that you need. Fortunately, the free agent Ransack can find it for you and do it quickly. In short circuits, scammers are limited in the types of attacks they can use, so they have to keep coming up with new presentations Airline scams are in. Most Windows computer users have the taskbar at the bottom of the screen. There are good reasons to put it at the top of the screen, though, even for those who prefer having it at the bottom. In spare parts only on the website, Western Digital MyBook Live devices, which haven't been produced for the last six years, are in danger of being compromised. Upgrading to Windows 11 may require a visit to the computer's BIOS settings, and some computers don't have a security chip that will be required for the new version of the operating system. And 20 years ago, I've always enjoyed the irony that after spending a week at PC Expo in New York City, I bought a Mac to bring home. If you've ever tried to find a file that you are certain is on the computer, but not in a location you remember, you may have used the built-in search function. There is a better choice. It's free for commercial or personal use, and it's been around for more than 20 years. No matter how carefully you name or organize files, you'll doubtless have trouble finding one that you need at least occasionally. The Windows search function is available on the taskbar, unless you've hidden the icon, as I have, or you can get it just by pressing the Windows key and typing. It's capable of finding apps on the computer or suggesting web searches. The File Explorer has a search function, but it looks only at file names by default. That can be modified by changing the indexing options in settings, but that launches the system indexer and can slow the system down. Agent Ransack Lite can find the file you're looking for, even if your computer has several disk drives on which the file might be located, and even if you can't remember any part of the file's name, what kind of file it is, or which application you used to create it. Remembering just a few words that you're sure are in the file is enough. Slow, but enough. Having said that, a search that has to search through every file on the computer to find a phrase will be slow. The more information you have, the faster the search will be. Let's say I remember writing something about Toronto to a friend in Russia, but I don't remember when or what application I used. So I set it to look at drive D. The most basic kind of agent ransack search simply tells the application to search through all the files on Drive D and give me a list of every file that contains the word Toronto. Drive D contains more than 320,000 files that consume more than 950,000 megabytes of disk space. 
Agent Ransack will have to examine every single occupied bit of every file, so it won't be fast. This is, in fact, about the worst possible case I can imagine, unless you couldn't remember which drive the file was on. In my case, that would mean Agent Ransack has to search seven disk drives containing 4,067,213 items in 5,834,400 megabytes. As it was, the application had to search tens of thousands of digital image files, Excel files, and a variety of other files. But I did want to make this a difficult search that would take a long time, and I certainly succeeded at that. The search took 7 hours, 56 minutes. I don't even want to think about how long searching every file on every drive would take. I remember being amazed in the late 1980s to find that my computer contained some 25,000 files. At that time, I had either a 40 megabyte or an 80 megabyte hard drive. Today, that kind of drive would be able to hold maybe a dozen high-quality raw photographs. Giving Agent Ransack just a little more information improves the response a lot. If I remember that I used a word processor, Word, for example, or WordPerfect or Wordsmith, that will reduce the search to just 3,603 files occupying 1,100 megabytes in 406 folders on drive D. Now, that's still a lot, but it's a lot better than having to search the entire drive. And if I recall that I lost touch with Vladimir Bublik after about 2009, I can limit the search to only files in the words directory that were created prior to 2009. That search took just 36 seconds to find bublik04.doc in the words msworddocs bills files bublik directory. It's an old-style Microsoft Word file. The search returned 47 items that contained the word Toronto. The one I was looking for had described a business trip I had made to Toronto in 1995. I found that it's generally better to search for the modified or last access dates because some files pick up incorrect creation dates when moved from one computer to another. The file I was seeking had a modified date of January 1994 but a creation date of September 2016. So according to Windows, the file was created 22 years after it was last accessed. Not too likely. Agent Ransack Lite is the free version of Mythicsoft's File Locator. The names File Locator and Agent Ransack are interchangeable. The paid version has some features that are omitted from the light version, and it's intended for those with more serious file locating needs. The paid version can create a full system index that speeds searches and also has improved tools for searching Microsoft Office files. The search can include a single directory, a directory and its subdirectories, multiple directories with or without specific subdirectories, and multiple directories on multiple drives. Include and exclude filters allow the user to create precise search criteria. File names and contained text can also include and exclude specific words, including the use of wildcard characters. For example, work asterisk.doc would find all of the doc and docx files that begin with the word work. The user could specify asterisk.xlsx semicolon asterisk.docx and that would search all Word and Excel files. 
It's also possible to specify minimum and maximum file sizes and creation, modification, and access dates before or after specific dates or within a range of dates. And even before the search ends, Agent Ransack will begin displaying files that meet the search criteria in the left panel. Selecting any file in the left panel displays text from the file in the right panel. Agent Ransack is fast and often finds files that even the Windows search tool misses. Although it may seem that this is a complex program to use, Mythicsoft has provided an excellent help file. Anyone who's willing to read a bit can start using it like a pro. Even the basic simplified user interface offers far more flexibility than the built-in Windows search function. The paid version has three options. Standard is for one user on up to three computers, work, home, and laptop, for example. It's $60. Technician is for one user who can then install the application on any number of computers if they have more than three. That's $108. Floating is a per-seat arrangement that allows a specific number of users to run the application concurrently. Prices range from $156 per seat for up to nine users to $117 per seat for more than 100 users. Large organizations can also request a quote for site licenses. So the bottom line here is five cats. If you're looking for needle.doc in the haystack drive on drive D, your search just got easier. Agent Ransack is the ideal solution when the file you're looking for won't come out to play. If you sometimes have to spend a lot of time to locate a missing file, Agent Ransack will delight you. Fast and easy to use, the only search tool better than Agent Ransack is its $50 Big Brother. You won't go wrong with either of them. If you'd like additional details, you'll find them on the Mythicsoft website. There's a link from the TechBiter Worldwide website, and you can download the free application from there. If you find these podcasts useful, and I hope you do, might you consider a donation? There are no ads here, and support from listeners is the sole source of income. It's easy. Just visit the website and click the Donate button near the top of any page. You can make a one-time donation or schedule a repeating donation every month. I thank you. And so does the cat. In short circuits, scammers are inventive, but there are only so many basic types of scams. Cons involving untold riches from Nigerian princes, dishonest bank managers, long-lost relatives, and dying widows of rich businessmen have pretty much run their course. Most of those scams involved finding people who are stupid enough to send money to the scammer to pay expenses involved with transferring money or bribing authorities or paying for legal services. The trouble with people who are sufficiently ignorant to respond to such an obvious ploy usually aren't smart enough to have any money to send the scammers. It is a labor-intensive scam with only minimal income opportunities. So the scammers have moved on to sending email messages that can be used to trick the mark into clicking a link. The link would take them to a rogue website or trick them into opening an attachment that will install malware on their computer, or trick them into doing something that will reveal login IDs and passwords. But the technique used needs to change. Lately, I've been seeing aviation-related messages. I don't own an airplane. 
and I haven't flown anywhere in more than 10 years. So when I receive a flight confirmation message, I know immediately it's not for me. But a message that claims to be from Hyperion Aviation, a charter airline based in Malta, displays a lot more red flags. The message with my flight confirmation has been sent to undisclosed recipients, and the attached document, labeled Flight Routing Details, is actually a document stored in a Google Drive account. Can you imagine any airline that would use Google Documents to distribute information to customers? Add those warnings to the message's faulty grammar and punctuation, and it's pretty clear that clicking the link would be unwise. Another aviation-related scam claims to be from Airbus. The message formatting, language use, and punctuation are horrid, but the primary giveaway is the date of the event. The message arrived on the 22nd of June with details about a conference for what appears to be owners and operators of Airbus planes. The conference was scheduled for Wednesday, June 24th. But a quick look at the calendar revealed that Wednesday would be June 23rd and the 24th would be Thursday. Airbus is a large company. And large companies have communications specialists who understand the need for distributing information that's correct. In other words, such a flawed message would never make it to the outside world. And once again, the attached document, it's actually a link to a file on Google Drive. The taskbar on most Windows computers is at the bottom of the screen where Microsoft's software developers thought it should be. That was the only option allowed for a long time, but now it can be placed at the top, on the left, or on the right, in addition to its default location at the bottom. Some people prefer to have the taskbar at the top. Although I'm not one of those people, I do use the top location on a tablet computer for what is a highly practical reason. You'll see a couple of screenshots on the TechBiter Worldwide website. One is my primary desktop computer, the other a tablet. The primary computer sits on a desk. There are two large monitors for me to look at. The built-in screen might offer touch, but I don't remember. And I don't remember because I would never need the touch function because the notebook's case is closed all the time. The tablet computer does have a touch screen, and it's the primary screen that I look at. It's not uncommon for me to use the tablet when I'm lying in bed to read a book, watch YouTube or Netflix, or view a DVD with the VLC media player. The trouble with having the taskbar at the bottom of the screen is that it's far too easy for me to open an application accidentally by just touching an icon on the taskbar with the side of my hand. Placing the taskbar at the top of the screen eliminates this problem. Making the change is easy. Just right-click any blank area on the taskbar and then click Settings. Scroll down to the taskbar location on screen and choose left, right, top, or bottom. Placement on the left or right is a clumsy arrangement if the taskbar contains more than a few items. And truth be told, it is a clumsy arrangement as far as I'm concerned, even if there are only a few items. The better choices are top and bottom. I also prefer small icons because I put a lot of applications on the taskbar. 
There are also settings here that control the appearance of the taskbar on computers with multiple monitors, which icons appear in the notification area, and whether you want to use the peak function when the mouse hovers over the right end of the taskbar. Spare Parts doesn't care where the taskbar is, and you won't need peak to see that section. Visit the TechBiter Worldwide website, scroll down, and this week you'll find these articles. Western Digital MyBook Live devices, which haven't been produced for the last six years, are in danger of being compromised. Upgrading to Windows 11 may require a visit to the computer's BIOS settings, and some computers don't have a security chip that will be required for the new version of the operating system. And 20 years ago, I've always enjoyed the irony that after spending a week at PC Expo in New York City, I bought a Mac to bring home. Thanks for listening to TechBiter Worldwide, the podcast with an hour's worth of technology news in about 20 minutes. I'm Bill Blinn. Be sure to check out the website, www.techbiter.com. And if you like, send me an email from there. See you next week.